Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel. No Avery Zaretsky today because he's too busy walking into screen doors and hanging out with Jake Paul. I don't know if you saw that video, Cody. Did you see Avery's story before? No, dude. I've been I've been head deep. Grinding, bro. Grinding, bro. Grinding. Grinding. Avery posted on his Instagram story. There's like, I guess they were filming like the op, like something at the office today, and he walked into a screen door, like thinking it was like an open. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like kind of like, that's who Avery is. I feel like it's kind of common, but like if you watch the video, it's pretty fucking hilarious. On the video, it actually shows him walking into the door. Uh, you don't, you just hear it. And, and then the guys are like, did Avery just walk into the door? And then they like go out and like film him, like kind of like holding his face. That's pretty, pretty that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty, that's good. pretty good. Maybe that's why he has amnesia and forgot about the pod today. Yeah, that could be why also. Yeah, Avery is not joined today um, for whatever reasons. Um, on the deal. But yeah, holiday time. Uh, I had a really fun Christmas party on Saturday, so I didn't catch the Bruins game live, but I rewatched it Sunday morning. And, you know, I obviously knew the outcome of the game and whatnot, but. Um, you didn't rewatch it Sunday morning. Yeah, I did. Highlights. No, I rewatched the whole game on the, the MSG whole Plus game. App. MSG Plus, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, dedicated. Um, well, also, you know, it's a big win against a really good team. Like, you kind of want to keep up and know what you're talking about, right? So, um, yeah, yeah I, I watched the game Sunday morning, violently hungover uh, on the train. I had an hour train ride back to Long Island, so I was like, you know what, I'll just watch the fucking game. Um, very impressed with how they played. Obviously, they come away with a win, and, you know, there was – I mean, did you, I don't know if you want to talk about your thoughts quickly, but I watched the whole game. It was great. It was, yeah. I thought from either from start to finish, it was a good game. We, we couldn't get any shots in, um, you know, the first 50 minutes and, and we were, we were testing Swayman big time and, mm-hmm. you know, he, he played very well and, uh, made some big saves just like on our side. Igor was playing fantastic. Hopefully shutting up some of the haters. Yeah. We got a lot um, of questions today too. And yeah, I mean, we, we, Went toe to toe with them, and you know we we snu- Trocheck had an unbelievable game, and he and he got one in, and and we took it from there. I feel like last year, last season on the pod, you were kind of like Boston's just another level up from us, and every time we play Boston, they smoke us. Now the Rangers have played Boston twice this year, and they've won both. What are your thoughts just on the yeah. level to level playing good, field? Good memory. Mm-hmm. Good memory. Um, yeah, I'm very happy with how we played this year. Um, you know, I, I, to be quite honest, I have a little PTSD from Boston teams. I went to school in new England, um, watched them win a championship while I was in college in all four sports. Like that's unheard of. Um, and you know, the Bruins won my freshman year and you were a freshman in 2011. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I graduated <laughs> high school in eleven and then started college yeah. in eleven. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, then you'd be. Can that be you right? Been, you would have been a senior in high school when the Bruins in the cup. Then. Wait, wait, wait. Um. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Because 
No, no, no. When did you graduate, graduate high school? Graduate, graduate high school in like April, April, May, and you start college. No, no, you like, graduate high school in June. Whatever, in June, <laughs> and and you literally start college after summer. What are you talking about? When did you graduate high school? In 2011, I think. <laughs> what? How do you? Oh know? yeah, 2011. In 2011, yeah. you, so graduated. you were a senior in high school when the Bruins. No, dude, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Hold on. My my mind's in a mental blender right now. Yeah. Okay. Graduated high school in 2011. Okay, yeah. So the Bruins won the cup your senior year of high school. Didn't they win in 11 12? Like, no, didn't, no, dude, no. are you no. sure? I'm a thousand, bro. A billion percent positive. Bruins. The cup. Kings won in 2012. The Bruins no. won. Well, I know the Kings. No. Yeah. Yeah. The Kings did win in 2012. <laughs> Wait. Did they win in 2012? Yes. They beat us in 2014. They won in 2012 too. They beat the, the Devils, dude. I thought the Blackhawks won. The Blackhawks were no. 13. The Blackhawks won 13. Okay, I'm I'm fucking losing it. Um, okay. Well, then yeah, no, <laughs> I was okay. I was coming fresh. Maybe I was coming fresh off them winning. Maybe that was it. But yeah. regardless, <laughs> the Red Sox won. The the fucking Patriots won every year. It was just yeah. nightmare fuel. Um. So I have a little PTSD from Boston in general, and mm -hmm. I feel like they always just play really well against us. In the last few years, I feel like they've kind of beat us up. So it's really nice to just smack them once and then and then steal a win away from them that second time. And I don't know if you saw that, you know, Trocheck goal. And yeah. in the background, you could just see 50 Bruins fans, every yeah. single one, like the life drained out of them. And it, I was smiling from literally like, year to year it was mm -hmm. awesome that picture was great and, and and to make it even better like to have the performance that the team had in front of igor like which has mm -hmm. been a huge issue as of late like the team not playing up to par when igor's in goal versus when quicks in goal mm -hmm. um you know i think that was just so good for morale and i don't know if you caught the uh the video in the locker room of them like passing out the hat and whatnot i think i, I forgot who starts it um but i think trocheck hands it off to igor and I'll plug that video in here because it was it was so great. Just like seeing the camaraderie in the locker room, seeing Keandre Miller back in the locker room, smiling. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of just just good vibes. I think from this weekend. Love that. Yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, two big wins back to back. Friday night, they kicked the shit out of Anaheim, 5 1 win, and they followed up with a big win on the road against Boston. Uh, I don't know if you saw last night, I was getting into Devils fans a little bit because the Devils lost 5 to 1 to Anaheim. And, uh, you know, it's always good to talk a little shit to Devils fans when you can. Do you see that at all or no? I saw a little bit. I saw you, I saw your Henrique tweet. I saw Avery get mad at you. Yeah. And Avery got mad at me for that. And then I saw you flip the script in classic Johnny fashion. So nice. Yeah. It was smooth. Um, all right. Well, you want to go into fan questions? Yeah, let's send it, bro. All right. Yeah. Today won't be a long episode. Um, but wait, 
before we go into fan questions, dude, okay. It's December 18th, and the stadium series is literally two months from today. Why have jerseys not been announced yet? Why have merch not been announced yet? What's going on? I haven't heard anything. I'll ask about it, but I'm not so positive. Expressor asked love. I'm not so positive they're making jerseys. I feel it kind of like makes me feel like they're not, right? I feel like it would have come out by now. I mean, is that a thing? Do teams not like I feel like the Rangers are I think every known. team yeah, every team's had stadium series jerseys in the past. Yeah. Uh, it would be very lazy of them not to. Well, it'd be all four teams. It's not just going to be like, you know, it'd be the Devils, Flyers, Islanders, and Rangers not doing it together. It wouldn't be like one team has them and no one else does. Stadium series jerseys. I mean, there's got to There's got to be. Yeah, there's I'm curious. Look it up. Wait, it's. Yeah, I mean, the Winter Classic jerseys came out already and they're sick. Mm hmm. Did you that's see them? Like, that's two weeks away. Yeah, I know. But did you did you see the Vegas ones? They're so fire. I mean, see, it's funny because I think people say the Seattle ones are sicker. Oh, I like Vegas is better too. Dude, I think Seattle's are like so mid personally. I, I think they have too much going on. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more the, the cracking in the letters. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I like I like Vegas's too, but also like these ones are. You know, I think Jack Eichel was talking about it on, on empty netters, where it's like when you make these kind of throwback jerseys for two teams that are like you know, six, seven years old, it's kind of tough to like make a design that's retro, you know? Yeah. Yo, somebody, uh, have you heard of the wind column? Like a company? Yeah. Uh, like sports writers, I guess. No, the wind no. What is Dude, it? They, uh, predicted all four stadium series jerseys and, and put out concepts and they're actually pretty sick. You sent it to me? Yeah. I'm going to send you a picture right now. Yeah. It's a dude. That'd be pretty cool if it was the Rangers ones. It almost looks like the Yankees. It's kind of crazy. Um, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, we can get, but that was sidetracked. I just, I'm just no. annoyed that they haven't, because I'm going to the game. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to buy a jersey, I'm going to buy a fucking jersey, but they haven't come out with one. So it's kind of crazy. I think it's a totally fair question. And I would assume they're going to put out jerseys. I mean, I guess the Rangers didn't really post the, oh, here you go. Oh, those Look are cool. That. Those right, are cool. those yeah, are like those. sick. Those are cool. The Rangers one is, yeah, that is sick. The Rangers one is literally fire. They might catch a little heat for it to looking similar to Toronto a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I don't know. I think I think those are pretty cool. What I was gonna say was that they teased the third jerseys like they fully put out that video like uh, what two weeks before they were like warm for the first time. Yeah. I think maybe just as it gets closer to build more hype for it, they'll they'll post them. I don't know, maybe like a month out. Yeah, but all right. Anyways, yeah. let's get to fan questions. All right. Well, the first one we got is from Giordano thirteen ninety nine. Was Trocheck was Trocheck success something you guys expected? Uh, hey Mark, I'm a big fan of your game. Um, yeah, you know, I think, I think. Avery was a little higher on, on yeah. Tro than, than Johnny and I listen at the end of the day, this guy signed a five-year pretty, uh, pretty big contract. I think it was like 5.625 or something like that annually. Um, and you know, the Rangers expected this guy to, to come in there, score goals, you know, light the lamp and, and, and be a good leader. Um, specifically why they passed on Ryan Strom and a couple other guys. Like Trocheck was their guy. If you if if you remember, there were you know three four similar guys to his game that were all available, and they ended up going with Trocheck. So mm -hmm. 
I, I think the Rangers saw something there and, you know, I've always been a Trocek fan. Um, did, did I think he'd be playing this well as he is this year? No, I didn't. I, I, you know, I, I expected him to be, um, I don't know, between 55 points and 70 points, but you know, I mean, the way he's playing right now, I, I would say 80 plus isn't out of the realm of possibility. I mean, he's, he's just playing phenomenal. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm just kind of enjoying the ride. How about yeah, you, John? That, and just to make, to put the stats out there, eight goals, 19 assists, 27 points in 29 games. And I think, you know, we were both kind of, it, it's all how it, how it changes during the year, right? Cause you and I were more so in the, in the realm of Trocek's probably going to be a third liner. Hedl's yeah. going to get more of the ice yeah. time, more of the offensive opportunity. Yeah. And with Hedl yeah. being hurt, Trocek's yeah. now gotten that chance. Right. And right. I think he's right. thrived. And I think now he's earned that right to keep his spot as a second line center where, you know, I think most Ranger fans, if you talk to them, they wanted Hedl in that spot before the season started. Um, and just with how everything shook up, it's tough to, you know, think now when Hedl comes back, he'll get that spot back because that line has been the Rangers' best line, you know, throughout the entire season so far of Trocek, Lafreniere, and Panarin. And I actually, like, posted that shift they had toward the end of the first period against Boston where they possessed the puck in the offensive zone for, like, over a minute. It was crazy. I mean, they only got, like, one or two shots off. But everyone moving their feet, possessing the puck, staying on top of the puck, staying on the D side, like, um, you know, just a great overall shift by those three. But I think it's it's tough to say, like, Trocek would have been a point-of-game guy prior to the season. I I don't think anyone would have thought he's incapable of it. Um, but with just the way the roster was built, I don't know if anyone could have saw this much success coming. Yeah, well said. Also, side note, because you mentioned his line, dude, and and you were talking about some players before, like Loft needs to pick it up. He has zero points in five games in the last five games. Just- and, and and this is the second time he's went on a streak like this. I think I think he had like previous to that, he had a couple games of points, and then prior to that, he was also like two points in like six games or something like that. I don't know. He's got yeah, to pick it up. I think he's scoreless in his last eleven now. Um, and I think yeah, only like four is. assists. No, longer, man. Twelve longer. is twelve now. I tweeted no, it one day, dude. Two last fourteen. Scoreless? Scoreless? No, no, goalless. Really? Scoreless? No, he scored against. Nope. He has. He had an assist against Ottawa, an assist against San Jose, and two assists against Detroit. His Who last, was his last goal, goal against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh almost a month ago. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was like Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. The next one from Jackknife82. How many performances like Saturday at Boston until we can say Igor is back to normal? That's a great question. Um, you know, Rangers fans are tough, rightfully so. And I think Igor has definitely put some doubt into people's minds. Uh, you know, he's had a five, six rough game stretch. Um, prior to that, he was playing pretty well, but he wasn't playing, you know, to the Igor elite level that everybody knows he can get to. Um, you know, I think this past game, he was as as good as it gets against Boston. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I think it, it would kind of take another, honestly, three, four, five games like this, um, you know, get in the win column, like solidify strong wins don't let up more than two goals um for for people to start believing that he's like back i don't think anybody thinks you know something's wrong with him like he's off and he's he's 
don't, you know, whatever. I think more so people are like, oh, is there a secret injury going on? Or is he, uh, does he have some mental stuff going on? Like, I don't think anybody's doubting his athletic and, and talent capabilities. I think it's more so, um, you know, people are, are kind of wondering if there's more going on there than that meets the eye. So, well, also this begs the question, what is Igor's normal? Like we've seen him go above and beyond and we've yeah. seen him kind of, you know, a little mid, like what is the norm? Cause I think it's been too opposite. Uh, yeah. I think, listen, I think playoff Igor and, and is different, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Playoff, playoff Igor, when he gets in this, but, but again, when he gets in the zone, he's unbelievable, but then he can have a game where it's like five goals. So you don't know, yeah. but I think it's safe to say like the normal for him is probably an 8.5 out of 10. I would say like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's, you know, I think he's the guy who can get to that 10 of 10 and, and sustain it for sure. But he's also a guy who then can drop down to a six as you're seeing, um, you know, but I think that eight to five range is, is kind of his normal. And, and, you know, I mean, it's upper echelon of goalies. He's no doubt a top three goalie in the league when he's on, um, you know, I think, I think he just needs, needs to build on, on that game on Boston and, and go from there. So Igor's career stats, he's got a 2.43 goals against and a 0.922 save percentage for his career numbers in 176 games played. He has 110 wins and 11 shutouts. Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. He's, it's he's crazy beast. that he's only played 176 games. It feels like he's been around for so much longer. Well, honestly, it's not, though, because if you think about it, like, dude, Hank was here until 2020, and then Igor, 2021. like, 2021, yeah, yeah. and Igor, Igor played a couple games that year. Hank was still the goalie, and then Igor's really only been, he's only been our, our guy for two two full seasons. Like, this is number three. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's wild to think about, though. Like, I'm looking at his career stats now. In 2019-20, he played in 12 games. He went 10-2-0. Yeah. He had a 2.52 goals against and a .932 save percentage. That's a really fucking good rookie year. Yeah. Then, I mean, the, yeah. No, no, I was, I'm just going to read them off, and then we can kind of go. Okay. Then the year after, 35 games played, 31 starts, 16-14-3 with a 2.62 goals against and a 0.916 percentage. So like not that much of a drop off. Then, you know, 21-22 was his, you know, obviously rise where he got 53 games played, he went 36-13 and 4 with a 2.07 goals against and a 0.935 save percentage, by far his best season. Mm -hmm. Then again, similar to that 2020 to 2021 drop off last year, he had 58 uh starts, 58 games played, 37-13 and 8 with a 2.48 goals against and a 0.916 save percentage, but which is weird. I didn't know that last year he actually had one more win than 21, 22. I didn't even realize that till now. Yeah, kind of he did. Um, but then, yeah, this year right now he's 11, seven with a 0.291 or 2.91, excuse me, and a 0.904. So he has his worst numbers of his career right now. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's, and it's crazy that he, that his GAA is still under a three, like with how bad he was playing those last six, seven games before the Boston game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very curious to kind of see where he nets out and, and if he levels off, I mean, I think he will. And lucky for us, we have another guy in net right now who's been 
just out of this world. I mean, arguably, arguably the best backup start we've probably ever seen. Um, so, you know, I think we're okay. I also, I don't want to make this like a, an argument or anything, but you know, Peter Laviolette was at what? I know what you're about to say. Well, no, Lavi was asked, and I'll, I'll shout out Lou Orlando, who I sit near in the in the press box. He's a good kid. Um, I think he goes to school at Fordham right now, but he asked a question at the end of the press conference after the Anaheim game about Quick and was like, you know, what can you say about Quick's performance as a backup or something? And Lavi, I don't know if that was the exact way he worded it, but Laviolette was like, well, I think if you asked Jonathan, he wouldn't call himself a backup. And right now, like, you know, Quick's played 11 games. Igor's played 18. Like, it's not like it's uh, – yeah, you know, it is kind of a one A one B situation right now, and I'm not saying there is this sort of controversy or anything, but you know, they might just ride both of them the entire year if, if this is how it's going to go, right? Like, why? Well, yes know? and no. I mean, I think if Igor has another two, three, four, five performances like this, I think they're just going to go back. I, the, the reason Quick has played ten games so far is one because he's been playing outstanding, and two because Igor has not. Like that's that's it. If Igor was playing as good as we know he can play like quick probably would have six starts right now. I'm mm-hmm. just, just my opinion, but that's what I think. Well, let's, let's go into this conversation because as you're listening tonight, the Rangers play in Toronto, who are you starting in this game? I think you, I think you, I think you have to start Igor in my opinion. I agree. I, I agree. Have to start I'm, I'm with you there, but that yeah. leads into this weekend. You had the Edmonton Oilers on Friday and the Buffalo yep. Sabres on Saturday. Which goal are you putting in which game? Yep. I'm starting Igor. Oh, well, I mean, does Edmonton Quick. still suck? Edmonton's been rolling lately. They lost, they, their last, they lost their most recent game, but they actually they play the Devils on Thursday, so Friday they'll be playing the second half of back-to-back. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, start Igor to, to, uh, I start Igor tonight against the Leafs, and I start him Friday against the Oilers, and then I start quick Saturday against the Sabres. Because, and I'll tell you why, mm-hmm. you don't want Igor, you don't want Igor, you're your one a resting for for four days i mean that's crazy you you don't want that wednesday thursday friday and he's gonna play on the fourth day i mean i think that i think that's like you want him to get into the rhythm and like at the end of the day the rangers right now are the cup favorites and they're the cup favorites because they're playing unbelievable but also you know these analysts believe that Igor is going to figure it out and and be the one to take them to the promised land. He can't do that unless he's playing consistent games against the top teams and and getting back to the form we need him to get to. Because as good as Quick is, you know, and I listen, I'm very confident in Jonathan Quick right now, but mm-hmm. I don't know how confident I'd feel like going into the playoffs if you know, like I I would if Igor was hurt or something, yeah, sure. I'd feel fine. Like, I'd be like, okay, whatever. That's our option, but it's probably the best, best option any team could, could go into there in that situation. But like, if they're both healthy, I mean, Igor's the guy you want, like really rolling, going into the playoffs, just, you know, but here's my thought on those two games. Okay. Cause I agree with you on Toronto. I think Igor earned that start against the Leafs. And I think he wants the redemption after last game against the Leafs where he, you know, let up what six with an empty net or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think you start quick against Edmonton. You start right. Igor against Buffalo because quick. I know McDavid didn't play. Quick shut out the Oilers in Edmonton the last time those these two teams met. Mm-hmm. And you're getting Edmonton on the second half of a back to back. Whereas if you're gonna put a goalie in a certain situation, I think you put him 
like you you want Igor. Wait, what did I say? I said you don't Igor. Even know what you're saying at this point? No, no, I've lost myself here. I said Igor. You said Igor on. Oh yeah, okay. Got it. So if Igor is if Igor is the one I that I was yeah yeah okay I got mixed up for a second. If Igor is the one A, which we all know he is, yeah, you want your better goalie on the second night of the back to back when your team's probably a little bit more tired, right? Like you want Igor to shut the door when the Rangers don't have their fresh legs, where they're going to need them against Edmonton. And Quick has shown he can stop Edmonton. So I think you start Quickie Friday, you start Igor Saturday. But then again, the argument that we've been having lately is that the Rangers haven't performed in front of Igor. So I think that's kind of where the concern is. If the Rangers are playing on a second night of a back to back and Igor's in goal and the performance in front of him isn't that strong can he step up to the plate and make those big saves? And I think if you start him on Saturday against Buffalo, this allows him to have the opportunity to do that once again because the last time the Rangers played the Sabres, they totally shit the bed and lost 5-1 to one on home ice. So I think this gives Igor that little redemption, uh, not only Tuesday against Toronto, but also Saturday against Buffalo because the Rangers probably will be not like banged up, but you know they're mm-hmm. playing a really fast, really good Edmonton team on Friday night. So I imagine they won't have you know everything in the tank on Saturday. Not saying they're going to play bad and have a stinker, but I think that's a great game for Igor to maybe, you know, continue finding his confidence as opposed to him starting against Edmonton and, you know, possibly not playing well against McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah. You know, I, I think that that's how I would go about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a good argument to have at the end of the day. I, I'm f- bro. Those you've been taking that from Avery. You've been saying at the end of the day now, nonstop. Yeah. I guess so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really, Basically, what I'm saying is I don't really care yeah. who starts either of those games as long as Igor yeah. starts tonight. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. This one's a little bit uh, different, lighter. Uh, Stefan Gross. If the Rangers never existed, who would you root for and why? Repeat that one more time. If the Rangers never existed, who would you root for and why? You'd be a devil guy for sure. Never. Ugh. Based on location, like I'd be an Islander fan for sure. I wouldn't be a hockey fan. You wouldn't? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, you know, you know, dude, I'd be a Ducks fan. <laughs> Why? Well, when I was funny, funny story. When I was growing up, you know, obviously the Mighty Ducks came out and all yeah. that stuff. Like, dude, I was literally a Rangers and Ducks fan. Like, I would, like, when I was like six, seven, my dad took me to a Rangers Ducks game, and I literally the jerseys. I, I yeah when I was like mm. six years old, I like, I didn't really become a Rangers fan until I was like 11. So like mm. when I was like six, I think it was seven. I like, I literally was in a mighty ducks Jersey, like at a game. Like, so if the Rangers didn't exist, you know, and I watched those movies, I might be a ducks. Fan. Yeah. I might yeah. be a ducks fan. I actually have a similar story and I've told it before on this show, like years ago. But I was originally raised like to be an Islander fan. Like my dad rooted for the Islanders, but my cousin Jason, who's been on the show before, like put it in my head to be a Ranger fan. But there is a picture of me, I think maybe like my fifth or sixth birthday, where I'm at an Islander game wearing an Alexi Yashin jersey with my hair painted orange and blue. So Damn. that picture's Actually, out there somewhere. Dude, I lied. I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a Ducks fan. I'd be I'd be a Florida Panthers fan. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because growing up since I'm like literally four years old, I've been going to Florida every single winter mm-hmm. and my dad every single year would take us to sunrise to see the Florida Panthers. Cool. And I told you I was a huge Pavel Bure fan. Yeah. Like I had dude in my, at my parents' house, I have two Florida Panthers jerseys. And so that's, I, I would be a that's Florida cool. Panthers fan. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I mean, mine's like kind of similar. 
And I grew yeah. up in Syosset. That's where the Islanders practice. So I, yeah. you know, played all my games, the Islanders practice rink. They were always walking around the rink. You know, I met like Sean Bates, Jason Blake, Alexi Ashen when I was like, you know, in kindergarten playing hockey. So I, I definitely would have been an Islanders fan. And I know people are going to chirp about that or whatever, but like the fucking question was, yeah, the Rangers no. never existed. So, um, all right. Next one, Adam Monty 27. Where's your favorite lunch spot in the city? I like these like non hockey questions to mix in sometimes. Same Westville fucking slaps. What is it? Westville. It's unbelievable. It's basically like, I heard it. That's, are we that's talking crazy. like fancy lunch or like routine, typical day to day lunch? I mean, I'm not talking about like fresh and co. Um, but oh god, Johnny doesn't know what that is either. We have problems. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so Westville is basically like one tick higher on the scale of like fancy than dig in. So it's um, you know, it's it's very similar to dig where you like choose a market bowl, there's a million sides. Um, it's it it is a rest like it's a restaurant though, but it's a very casual restaurant. Like you go in. And you just order your, you know, market bowl with your side. Like Jackie and I always order Westville on the weekends and and just get it delivered. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. I'm gonna have to try it. I've never even heard of it, dude. So good. I got all uh, my friends. They have garlic mashed potatoes. They have mashed sweet potatoes. Oh, mm. Mm. I like. I don't know. I, I I've steered away from heavy lunches. I try to keep my lunches light always, just because like I used to have like a chicken cutlet like all the time. It's just a like day ruiner. Like, Bro, just say sweet green and let's move on. No, I was thinking Pokey Works actually. I love Pokey Works. I'm a big Poke Bowl guy. Like Dude, never Works never been never been. Really, it's so good. I love. No, I actually had that for dinner tonight. You're not not a fish guy. You never cook been salmon a- all the time. I have never cooked salmon in my entire really. I feel life. like you cook. I feel like you've cooked salmon. I feel like I talk to you a lot and you say you cook salmon. Never cook salmon. I cook no? everything else but fish. All right. Well, I, I'll eat whitefish. I mean, I'll eat whitefish, but I'm not a salmon guy. Like I like, I like like sea bass, halibut. Yeah, that stuff. But not a fish guy. I also love, and this is where I wish Avery was on here. I love a Lenwich chicken Caesar wrap. Dude, so good. Lenwich is Lenwich is yeah. bomb. Lenwich Slaps. Is bomb. Um, next one. This is a great one too. Polly Carms. Do you guys think Kreider will become number one Rangers goals by the end of his career? And just to put a number on it, right now Kreider's at 281. Uh, Jean Rattel is second with 336, and Raj Gilbert is first with 406. So quick math, Kreider is 127? Uh, 24. 24, you can't add. Holy shit. Wait, um, what's 406 minus 281? 27. 127. No, it's 25. Are you sure? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. What is it? Wait, do you have a calculator? 406 <laughs> minus... 406 minus 281. Wait, wait. 406 yeah, dude, it's, it's, minus it's, 281. It's, oh, Lord. It's 125. Johnny. That's what I said. Oh, shit. We're stupid. What did I say? 127? Yeah. Um, right. I don't think he's scoring another 127 goals in a Ranger jersey. I, I just I don't know if it's happening. Um, he would need to have, well, how many more seasons does he have on his, on his contract? I mean, I, um, can you look that up? Cause I'll look up his, his, uh, so Chris Kreider has mm-hmm. this year, dude, he might, uh, he might, he has after this year, he has three more years left on his contract as a Ranger. So if he scores 
30 if he scores 30 goals a year he would need to score 30 goals a year right he'd be 90 what's he at now he's he more than that well well i'm saying he would need like another 20 it's gonna be tough unless they would have to re-up him i mean they would have to re-up him yeah we're really exposing our math here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they if they re-upped him though at the yeah. end of his contract, I mean, given granted, like if he doesn't fall off and he's like, you know, he's gonna be whatever thirty four or whatever he is. I mean, he might take a friendly deal for two years. Like then it's for sure possible. I mean, he is the one guy I would love to just see be a Ranger his whole life. So mm -hmm. I think he'll certainly pass for tell. He is what's nineteen yeah. now for thirty six. That's fifty five. He's fifty five away from that. I think what's yeah. what's Rattel at? Didn't you say Rattel was at like three thirty six? Three thirty six. Oh, I thought you said three oh six. Okay. Mm. Mm. So he'll pass him, I think. But yeah. I don't yeah. know if he'll get number one. Um. Yeah, and, and on top of that, he needs to stay healthy though, too. Like he yeah. can't get hurt. So it's yeah, it's tough. It's tall order, but I think he'll definitely be number two. And then I'm gonna give myself a pat on the back here because Paulie replied and said, "Also, just appreciate the style of questions Johnny asked. Breath of fresh air for fans, really. Thank you, mm. Paulie." Appreciate that. Very nice. Um, let's skip around here. Oh, Cody. Ooh. All right. This is the uh, the Funts podcast, which is the Fat Unathletic Nerds Talking Sports podcast. That's, I think, our boy Jack's show. And he said, no question, just pointing out that all 32 NHL teams have made the playoffs before the New York Jets lately. So I mean, yeah. I don't know if you so, wanted to. So I think I was just trying to trigger you or something. I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't couldn't trigger me less. They're my third favorite team, and they're a dumpster fire franchise. So, all right, here's a good one from Benjamin Eppel. We will we'll have a little cap space at the deadline. Should we keep Heedel on LTIR and pull a Tampa? I think it kind of depends where they are. Um, it, it's yeah, it's I mean it's a tough question. Um, it, it really depends the extent of Heedle's injury, right? I think if you're now, I mean, it's it's December, right? So if you're getting into like March and he's still out, then like, yeah, you should probably play well. Tampa. Yeah. yeah. At that point, it's like, why are you going to bring him back for a month? Like have him, have him skate with the team, have him practice with the team and do your thing at the deadline. But if he's ready to go in January at some point, which all indications seem like he, no, I don't really know. Like, I haven't seen him. I mean, granted, I'm not at every practice, but I haven't seen Hedo skate now in like a month. Let me text Brozinski. Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So I, my answer is if he's back in January, like ready to go, then no. Um, early February, probably still no. When you get to end of February, March territory, I think it's something you really need to think about. You have the trade deadline coming up. And it could give you a serious weapon to potentially win the cup. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, it's, and, and honestly, like part of me is like, if they're winning games, like, do you even Care. throw them back in there? Like, I don't know. No, like, you have to, you have to, I know you have to, but I, I don't know. I, I'm like, where is he really going to go? Eh. Like, I mean, I, like third line center is the obvious answer right now, but um, I know there's people who want to see him in Wheeler spot in the first line, but I'm saying post deadline, if this team brings in like, you know, another first line right winger and whatnot, I don't know. It's just weird to see where he might end up. Um, all right, let's do like two more. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. This one is from Ron Capers music. Okay. Probably not 
pronouncing that right? Yo, Ron, um, DM us, DM us your best song, bro. Yeah, yeah, Ron, send that shit in. Uh, Vetrano or Tarasenko? Who would you rather a reunion with? Vetrano or Tarasenko? Um, different contract <sighs> situations too. I'm pretty sure Frankie has another year on his. Yeah, I mean, so if you're looking at things by the numbers right now, Vlad has 19 points in 24 games and Vetrano has 23 points in 30 games. Pretty similar stats. Both on shit teams. Both on shit teams. Difference, Vetrano is a negative eight and Vlad is a positive eight. Um, both snipers, I, I probably, if the contract could work, I would probably go Tarasenko again because he's a proven winner. Um, he's a killer in the playoffs, uh, except for last season. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, decent, yeah, decent yeah, yeah, he, he played okay. He played okay. He scored three um, goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, honestly, I'll take either of them. Yeah, is, I'm, is, I'm is like, the, this is, is a good right. choice. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I'm like, you know what? I'd happily have Vedrano. I'd happily have Tarasenko. Both like great guys too. Yeah. Um, And I'm I'm cool with either. I think they both bring similar skill sets, right? I think, mm-hmm. you know, Vedrano might be a better skater and I think kills penalties that Tarasenko doesn't do. Yeah. Um, But either way, like both guys aren't going to play on PP1. They're just going to play first line right wing, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not changing that up. Uh, so yeah, like you're adding a score, but it's not like they're going to get any extra ice time over, you know, the guys we yeah. typically see out there. Um, also, like, I just realized yeah. something to circle back to the last question about Heedle. Honestly, they might do that with Kako, not Heedle. What? Like do what? Put him on LTIR for the season because he yeah. has, the, he has the better chance to be out for the season. Um, I know obviously Heedle's contract is like 1.8 or 1.6 more, but still get some money with Kako. I think he's like 2.4, 2.2 or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, that could help a lot. And and that to me makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting deadline this year for sure. I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know what Drew's going to do, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Last so one. the Keep last one we'll go with, and there's been a couple actually about this. Um, let me just pick the right one here. Let's see. Um. Okay, we'll go with this one. Goth Brooks, RVA. Historically, Lindy gets lit up. In your opinion, why? Is, why? And is it something he's doing? Mm. I'm gonna let you answer that one first. Okay. Well, I was talking to my friend Kobe Cohen about this, who was a defenseman. You know, played ton of or played. You know, won a national championship with BU. Played in the NHL. Was a black ace with the Bruins for the Cup. And he was saying that Lindgren doesn't really just do a good job protecting himself. Um. You know, he has the puck. He he doesn't really he absorb. Yeah, he, he doesn't really absorb hits very well. Um, you know, not saying that, that that he's the only one in the NHL doing that. Like, there are a lot of guys who ha- – that's been a case lately of guys kind of getting blown up because they don't really know yeah. how to protect themselves when they have the puck. Um, and Lingren is just, like, a tough son of a bitch and just puts himself in those situations because he's not afraid of it. And, yeah, it backfires a lot of the time because, you know, it's a sacrifice he's willing to take when you put your body on the line for your team. But, again, like, I think there are moments where he doesn't have to – you know, overexert himself. And I think there was a moment in the, uh, 
what was it, the Ducks game where he gets lit up and then he tries to recover and the Ducks come in and, and I think it was Brett Leeson who shoots it right through his legs and scores. Um, you know, maybe there are moments where he doesn't have to go into a certain situation and he can just pick and choose his battles a little bit more. But, you know, it's a tough guy that always recovers. I mean, when is Lincoln really like taking a big hit and stayed down? And he always gets back in there. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he you know, definitely knows how to take a hit for sure. Yeah, but doesn't know how to absorb it. Yeah. You know, like it, 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 it hurts him a bit. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's, it's just, you know, putting himself in a certain situation and, and picking and choosing a spot. Yeah. I don't know if that was a great explanation, but no, I mean, it was like at the end of the day, fuck Say you. Avery. Um, yeah, I call myself. Um, no, but I, I think, you know, Lingren is hurt many times every single season. Um, does he actually ever go on IR? Not really. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think there's a reason why he's hurt so much. I know he's a warrior. I know he blocks shots. I know he gives hits, takes hits, all, all that stuff. But at a point, there comes to be, you know, like the reason the dude's limping to the bench 18 times a year is at some point you have to look and say, okay, he, he puts himself in certain situations. Um, and I think he just needs to get a little bit better at that. And I, and you know, I mean, uh, hopefully awareness and we'll see. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, but thank you everybody for the fan questions today. I know we didn't get to all of them. Uh, Cody, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Yeah, just, um, real quick, just say a prayer for the Yankees to get Yamamoto. Um, who is this guy? You, I've never heard of. I've never heard of him. He's gonna be unbelievable. He's coming over from Japan. He's like, he's put it. He's he's basically the Ichiro of pitchers. He's okay. twenty five. He's an ace. He's watch some of his clips. It's it's disgusting. He's How absolutely he? filthy. He's twenty five, and he has like nine teams fighting over him. And the Mets and the Yankees are two, probably one and two or the Dodgers one, two, three in, in the running. So mm -hmm. he's making a decision this week. So we'll see. All right. Well, I'm praying for you. Thank you. All right. LFGR well, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.